away at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mad Dog Pod. I'm Nate. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. I hope you guys liked the new intro. We tried adding a bunch of different of the most memorable and like nostalgic sounds from recent Cleveland sports history into one little montage, and I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Mad Dog Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. You should also join in on the conversation there, reply to stuff that we tweet, reply to stuff that we post, and we'll bring your comments into our podcast like we're going to do today. Make sure to also subscribe to our podcast on Apple Music and leave it a rating. In today's episode, we're going to break down the Browns season schedule game by game. Before diving into each game and talking about them individually, we did have an Instagram poll where we asked everybody how many wins that they thought the Browns would get. And it was a little bit affected by two Steelers fans coming in and saying that we were going to have zero wins. But a couple of Browns fans said we were going to have 16-2. So overall, it ended up getting to a pretty accurate prediction. And you guys all thought we were going to have we we're going to go 10-6. And, and it was a little bit leaning towards 9-7, and seven, but closer to 10-6, and six, which I think is a pretty good prediction. Andrew, what happened on our Twitter account? So on Twitter, we had two people respond. Uh, Don the Dino said that we were going to go 10-6, and six, depending on you know how good our division is. He said that the Steelers have a top-projected defense and a questionable offense that may turn out good, and that the Ravens will do well in the regular season. And all this, plus uh, the Bengals just got Joe Burrow. So uh, then Peter Lehman actually responded with a 9-7. and seven. He said that we ran a lot of play action last year. It will be interesting to see what Kevin Stefanski does with Jarvis and Odell this year. The O-line is pretty key for the Browns. So a uh, nice 9-7 and seven record for Peter Lehman. Similar to Peter's prediction, ESPN has us predicted to be 9-7 and seven this season. Uh, it's also worth noting when we're talking about the records that we do, if you base it off of last season and the records of the teams that we're playing, we have the fourth easiest schedule. Uh, and taking that into account and ESPN's prediction and what everyone else is saying, I personally have us going 10-6 and six in the season. How about the? How about you guys? Uh, I have us going eleven and five, and to round it off, I have us going twelve and four. So ten wins, eleven wins, twelve wins—a little bit over the prediction by ESPN. But I mean, I feel like we're all pretty uh, big Browns fans, and we're all probably going to be more favorable than like a non-biased source like ESPN would be. Now we're going to dive into each game, starting off with away at the Ravens, and we're going to discuss how we think those <laughs> games are going to go. With each game, we're also going to take a quick look at ESPN's predictions on how our opponents are supposed to, like what our opponent's record is supposed to be for the season, and we're each going to say whether we think they'll overperform that, underperform, or if ESPN got it right. So for the Ravens, ESPN has them at going 12-4. and four. I think they're going to underperform that. I think they're going to go 10-6. and six. Uh, For me, I think that Baltimore is going to go 12-4, and four, so I'm going with even. You know, they had a really great regular season last year. And it had the MVP and Lamar Jackson, but really just in the postseason, just did not have a good game against uh, Tennessee. So I'm going 12-4. and four. I think I'm going to go under. I'm really not a big fan of the Ravens. I hate them. But I think they are talented, but I think they're going to take a step back this year. I like their addition of J.K. Dobbins, 
but I don't think the tight ends are going to be as effective and their wide receiver core is uh, pretty garbage, if we're being honest. So I think maybe they could go either any way from 9-7 and seven to 11-5. and five. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Uh, when we're talking about the game itself, I really, <clears throat> really wanted to say we were going to win the opening game. I mean, we won in Baltimore last year pretty definitively, but we never really win opening games. Baltimore is keeping the same system. Baltimore is looking like they're going to be more ready for the season than we are because we have like so much to prepare for. We have a new system with Kevin Stefanski and some new players. So I have us losing 24 to 17. What do you guys think? Um, so very tough week one matchup for the Browns. A rematch of a game we won last year before Baltimore really figured everything out and they got Greg Roman as their offensive coordinator. But we really dominated that game. But this time, however, the Ravens have everything basically figured out. And the Browns have a new system and coach and still a young team that we haven't seen mesh yet. So I think it's a close game, but I don't think we'll pull it off in the end. I'm going 27-24. I also have the Ravens scoring 27 points, but I have the Browns scoring 10. I think we're going to get stomped by them in the season over. Oof. I hate the Ravens, but the fact is is that we have the record for... 13 straight losses in our home opener. Makes sense. We have 15 losses at home in the home opener. So we're just, we're, we're really not that good. Not home opener, season opener, my yeah, bad. Yeah. But we're really not that good Not that good in the first game. And since 1999, in our first game, we've only had one rusher rush for over 100 yards before. And he rushed exactly for 100 yards. So I don't expect the Browns to put their best foot forward this game. Yeah, I think that's kind of the general consensus here. We all said that we thought the Ravens were going to win. None of us like the Ravens. It's a hard prediction for us to make. But if we're being realistic, it's a really hard game for us to start out with. They're a good regular season team. They do like to choke in the playoffs, though. So when it comes down to the wire towards the end of the season in the playoffs, when it really matters, I think we'll be a better team than the Ravens. But week one, I think they have us beat. 100% agree. All right, so getting into week two, we play Cincinnati at home. Uh, Cincy, you know, they got a new QB in Joe Burrow. Their predicted record is 5-11. and 11. Uh, For me personally, I think they're going to be just under that, probably like a 4-12, and 12, maybe even at 5-11. and 11. But what do you think, Gabe? I believe in Joe Burrow, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback, and I think he's going to show signs of being a really good quarterback from the start. So I think they're going to go 5-11 and 11 this year. I kind of agree with what both of you said, but with the Joe Burrow part, I think besides Joe Burrow, their team's pretty much a dumpster fire. I think they could be as bad as 3-13. and 13. I think they're going to go under. Most likely, I think they're going to go 4-12. and 12. So now we'll jump into our predictions for the game itself. Remember, this one is at home against Cincinnati. And going off of that, I have the Browns bouncing back from a loss in Baltimore to dominate the Bengals in Cleveland and us winning 35 to 14. Uh yeah, so for me week 2, Cincinnati new QB Joe Burrow, the boy, you know, from LSU. Uh they're still young and they don't have too much on defense, but I think this should be a nice easy ba- bounce back W for the Browns. I say 24 to 13. Uh my prediction is going to be actually 24-17. I really like the offense that they have with Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and their new pick, T. Higgins, also. Joe Burrow, I already said, I think it's going to be a fantastic player. It's just the defense and the offensive line. They're not even close to the Browns, really, in terms of those uh, those position areas. So I, I think the Browns should be able to take this 
easily, but I think the Bengals might make a run later in the fourth and, and make it close. Yeah, this should be the easiest prediction for us. I really hope this one doesn't come to bite us in the back, but honestly, this one should be a guaranteed win. We are much better than them. We're at home. This one should be easy. The next game we have would be week three at home again against the Redskins. The Redskins are projected to go 6-10. and ten. I honestly don't know that much about the Redskins this year. I don't know what to expect from them. They're kind of one of those teams that like nobody really talks about. But what I do know is I think Dwayne Haskins is pretty bad. I'm going to have them going. Completely (laughs) wrong. Completely wrong. Remember, I'm the Michigan State fan. They're both Ohio State fans. I go to Ohio State. Yeah, true. So they're going to be in love with Dwayne Haskins. They think he's good. All I remember is going to a preseason game of the Browns where Dwayne Haskins completed like two passes and they were both interceptions. Oh, my God. We thought Deshaun Kaiser was good in the preseason. Dude got cut for Nathan Peterman. All I know is Dwayne Haskins has thrown multiple touchdowns, and most of them have been to the defense. He's not that good of a quarterback. I have them going under 6-10. Honestly, I could see them going anywhere from 7 wins to 4 wins. I'm going to say they're going to win 5 and go 5-11. What do you guys think? Uh, So another young team in Washington. I really hope they make progress this season. You know, last year we saw Haskins starting to get better towards the end of the year. He got some W's on his record and started to put up some good statistics, I guess. Uh, You know, they have the best sophomore wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. So really at 6-10, I think that, I think they're going to be over probably just by one game. You know, I could see an even 6-10, but really I'm going to go with 7-9. I'm a really big fan of Dwayne Haskins, and I'm a huge fan of Terry McLaurin. And I like, they got some good pieces on the defensive end in Landon Collins, and I'm a big, I'm a fan of Ryan Kerrigan. But I just don't think they have the run game nor the offensive line to really do anything offensively. They're going to throw the ball, and defenses are no, they're, no, they are going to throw the ball. So I think they're going to go under their uh, season prediction from ESPN. Yeah, one thing I want to mention, though, is they are going to have Darius Geis back this season. And, you know, I mean, he's had a tough start to his NFL career with an injury in each of those first years. So I think he'll really be hungry this year. And I think, to be honest, he'll have a good breakout year unless he, of course, gets injured again. Yeah. So You're talking about a guy who's had two serious injuries back-to-back years. And I, I really I don't think he's gonna do anything this year. I think they're gonna keep it light with him and hopefully that his breakout season is the year after this one. I don't think you can put uh, a lot of a bunch of load on a guy that's had a ton of uh, had two major surgeries early in his career. So um, I think Darius guys has potential, but I just don't see it coming to fruition this year. So you guys both obviously have a lot more faith in the Redskins than I do. We'll see how it turns out with our predictions. I don't. Well, I mean, I said like as low as 3-13, and but we'll see how it goes with the game predictions. I think this one's going to be pretty much like not like a crazy blowout, but I think we'll control the game from the start to the finish. I think it's going to end Browns winning 24-10. to Pretty controlling game. Not going to be much to, much of a surprise. We'll get out to an early lead, and we'll just sustain it for four quarters. Probably going to be one of the more boring games to watch this year, which I'm totally fine with as long as we're winning. Yeah, I maybe see like a Haskins to McLaurin touchdown or a Darius Geis, and also a Darius Geis running touchdown, but this should be another W, 31-17. to 
Yeah, I'm thinking 27-7. to 7. I don't think it's going to be very close. I know I like some of their pieces on the defense, but as a whole, they're not that great. Chase Young, I think, is going to be really I, – I can't wait to see Chase Young play for them. I think he's going to be a huge difference maker, but not enough to affect the running of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and the passing of Baker Mayfield, too, especially if we're implementing that play action. I think we're going to get out and run it and really run away with this game very early. Yeah, I think this is another one of those games like the Bengals where if we want to be the team that everyone's expecting us to be or that our talent says we should be, this should be a guaranteed win. Shouldn't be too close. Should just be kind of one of those games that you all, that you see good teams win all the time where like heading into it, you know they're going to win. They control the whole game. I expect Chubb to have one of his biggest games this year. Yeah, they won't game. be able to stop him. Yeah, That'll be kind of unfortunate for them. Yeah. He's going to be running all over them. I said 17 points for them just because I really think that this young offense can generate something. Also, Let, Let's be real. I it's because you're Dwayne Haskins' well, family. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> Terry McLaurin, I mean, he's really good. And he's been really good for me. You know, I had him in fantasy last year, so maybe I'm biased. Did, did you no, win fantasy? But, yeah, how'd fantasy uh, okay. go for you? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you know, t- uh, third place, you know, it's not that. But, <laughs> yeah, he did beat you, Gabe. Yeah. Uh, third, well, I led also, the entire season and then got yeah, blown Also, out. the Redskins, though, they are, um, you know, there's been rumblings that if Josh Gordon gets reinstated, he's a top landing spot for them. Nice. He'll so, play two games and know, get suspended. If, cool. if he get, if he comes back, he could be a nice number two option for Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So our next game is the Cowboys away. I think this is like very clearly our next big test. They're predicted to go ten and six, so one more win than us. I personally think that ten and six is a pretty good prediction for them. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys yet again underperformed and did worse than that. But I think they're gonna do as expected this year, make the playoffs and go ten and six. What about you guys? I agree. Uh about even maybe possibly going over that. They are really hungry this year after just getting just torched by everyone last year, you know, in the media and on the field. So I think this really hungry team will uh, go 10-6, and six and they will beat the Eagles and make the playoffs. Unfortunately for Stephen A. Smith, I think they're going to exceed expectations from that. I think they're going to go 11-5 to 12-4. and four. I've been waiting for this team to explode, and they did explode one season, Dak's rookie season, but they failed to do anything in the playoffs, and I think this year – they're finally going to put it all together, and I can't wait to see C.D. Lamb out on the field. I think he's going to be a difference maker for them in the pass game along with Amari Cooper. So I think either 11-5 or 12-4. and Yeah, they've definitely made some good additions since they let Des Bryant go. For this game, obviously in Dallas, we don't know whether there will be fans, but no matter what, that's a tough place to play. That's a tough game for us to have. I think this is probably my boldest prediction if I'm looking down our schedule. I have us winning 21-17. I could see this game going either way, but I put some faith in the Browns. I said we're going to take the W here. What about you guys? Uh, so for me, uh, week four at Dallas, going to Dallas will, you know, pretty early on, it'll be really tough considering that Dallas seems to be really pissed off about last season and they are hungry for a home win against a good team. So for me, I think it'll be somewhat close but i only see us putting up about like 17 points so maybe like a 24 17 game something like that i think so you have dallas winning yeah dallas winning i think dallas is going to beat us 21 10 i really really like love their defense i mean gerald mccoy i think is really good dentari poe 
as well with Demarcus Lawrence off the edge. And then you got to mention their two linebackers, Jalen Smith, Smith, Lane Vander Esch. I mean, I just don't see the Browns being able to attack like what they're going to do with the Redskins on play action with those linebackers, especially Jalen Smith, who gets to each side of the field so quickly. And then their their offense is going to be very high-powered offense. And I don't know if our young defensive linebackers are going to be able to run up there and plug the gaps with Ezekiel Elliott coming uh, head first down at them. So I think it's going to be 21-10. I think the Cowboys will probably get up early and run the clock out. Yeah, I think this will be an important game for our season and will be a game where we get to kind of see what our team's made of because obviously like off of our predictions and off of how the season should really go, we should have two games that lead up to this Cowboys game that are like morale boosters where we just get to dominate teams that are really in rebuilding phases and much worse than us. So either our team could use that as like uh, getting like momentum going and then go through the Cowboys too and get a big win or we could use that as setting an expectation that every team's just going to bow down let us win yeah. and the Cowboys will run riot on us and destroy us something that could benefit the Browns is that there are two corners who have a lot of potential uh, I think it's Chijobi Awuzie and, and uh, Trevon Diggs they're good potential corners but I don't know if they're there yet so I think Maybe Landry and Odell can take advantage of those yeah. two. So hopefully that will happen. Yeah, but I mean, you really look at that defense just up and down on the depth chart. It's just stacked. You know, yeah, behind Demarcus Jer- Lawrence, yeah. McCoy, Dontari Poe. And then they got Neville Gallimore, who yeah. they just drafted, who I think they, is going to be still have Sean Lee. You know, he's getting really old, but I mean, hey, he can still make some plays <laughs> out there. But, yeah, Sean I mean, Lee. The only way we win this game against that defense is the wide receivers. Yeah, definitely. I think Jarvis and Odell will dictate this game. If they get going, that just gives Nick Chubb more room to operate with. And if Nick Chubb gets going, I don't think we're losing a single game in that scenario. So we'll have to see how Jarvis and Odell match up with the young cornerbacks like Gabe was talking about. For the next game, the Browns play the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. And the Colts are projected to go 10-6 and this year. Personally, I think they're going to go under. I think Philip Rivers is at the end of his career, and he's hot garbage. So, And then who they have back up, Jacoby Brissett, another form of hot garbage. <laughs> so I think they're not very good at the quarterback position, and they're going to struggle there this season. Yeah, I also think they're going to go under, but I could very well see them hitting that 10-6 and six mark, even though they do have kind of average to below average like starting hot quarterbacks. Garbage. Hey, I think Philip Rivers... Needs a little bit more respect. I think he can do a job with this team, especially with an insane offensive line that the Colts have. They might give him enough protection where he can overperform and make them get that 10-6 and six mark, but I think they're either going to win eight or nine games. I'd rather have Phillips Rivers' kids play quarterback than Phillip Rivers. <laughs> they're probably old enough to at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for me, at 10-6 and six for Indiana, I just do not see it happening. You know, you guys talked about the the very average QB position. I mean, the running backs, they have Marlon Mack and uh, rookie Jonathan Taylor, who I could see flourishing. Marlon Mack's a beast. Yeah, Marlon Mack, he's good. And T.Y. Hilton, if he can stay healthy, he'll probably have another good year. Uh, They have some okay backup wide receivers. And then you look at their defense, they're – 
Their defensive line is all right. Justin Houston's aging. They have they just got that trade with De, to get uh, DeForest Buckner, who's you know really good. Yeah. But then you go to the linebacker position where really it's just Darius Leonard, who I mean I, I called him trash last year <laughs> because he couldn't play in coverage. But I mean, as the season went on, he you know, he sort of wrong. yeah, he sort of proved me wrong and got yeah. better in that sense. Actually, and, not so. He did. <laughs> yeah, and Colts fans were roasting me for it, so I got one. But then you look at their uh, secondary, and it really at safety, it's really just Malik Hooker. Good. I mean, if he can stay healthy, I think he can be really good. And he's still up and coming, a couple years in the league. Then uh, at cornerback, you really just got Rockyson and. <laughs> I mean, he had what an okay first year, but I mean, uh, uh, should, he, he could be up and we, we coming. We don't pass. know. We but, should give him a pass and just then, for that name, Rockyson. <laughs> and Xavier Rhodes, who just had a terrible, terrible year. He used to be an all-pro, and now he sucks. So, uh, you know, him and uh, over on the right side, TJ Carey, you know, don't really see much going on. TJ Carey. So I'm gonna go. Home. I'm gonna go under ten and six. I really don't see them competing with Houston or Tennessee this year. Yeah. I see the Browns winning this game, thirty-one to three. Oh my god, dude! I <laughs> think I think Philip Rivers is gonna throw maybe three interceptions, get benched for Jacoby Brissett, and they're gonna do nothing on offense for the rest. Of the I think they're that trash. Oh my! I am god. not a fan of the Colts. They're they're trash. Marlon Mack, you're a beast, my friend. But you and you got a great offensive line. But it doesn't matter when Phillip Rivers is throwing touchdowns to the other team. You can't do anything. So their defense is aging, as you said. You know, Rockyson, you know, what a beast name, but I don't know if he's that he's that good. I think Odell, Jarvis, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, they're gonna have their way Baker Mayfield, gonna have their way with the Colts defense. I'm predicting this to be the biggest blowout for the Browns this season. Okay. Uh going on a more I guess reasonable guess. I I could see that happening. I don't think it's as likely. We do need to keep in mind that they are projected to have more wins than us. Okay. Even even I'll, if that should or should be, not be true, they, must they be are a good team. Andrew Luck's going to come out of retirement or something. <laughs> they they are without they, that they're not doing shit. They are a decent team. I do think this is one of those teams that's kind of like likes likes to grind out games, low scoring games, kind of like the Titans. I have us winning this one. 21 to 14. I see us dominating offensively, but not being able to finish a couple of drives, only scoring 21, three touchdowns, probably one rushing for Nick Chubb, and then maybe one for Odell and another passing. But honestly, Colts are one of those teams that no matter what their personnel is, they're going to stay in a game. I think we'll. It'll go down to the wire, Actually, and we'll pull it out. You convinced me. You know, I think Frank Reich's a good coach, and he probably understands that his quarterbacks are garbage. <laughs> so he's just going to run the ball the whole game. So it's not going to be 31-3. to It'll be like 24-7 instead. Uh, for me, I'm going a little bit more on the side of Gabe here. I'm going to say that we're going to put up a 30 bomb at least. Oh, and uh, at to least? be honest, yeah, at least. somewhere You know, somewhere in the 30s. But for the Colts side... I uh, really can only see at best two touchdowns. I just see them maybe the a ball, couple actually. points. So somewhere yeah. in the teens, you know. I, I say we possibly double their score. Unless here. in those first four weeks, Philip Rivers shows something. I'm yeah. really not confident he's going to do much of anything. Yeah, I think this is going to be a quick game. A lot of running from both sides. 
and because of that, time will fly, not that much yeah. scoring. It's going to be like, it, yeah. honestly, it'll probably be it'll more resemble the Ravens-Titans game in the playoffs where it's just running back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just start Nick Chubb if you got him in fantasy for this week. Yep, and start Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor at the flex if you're, yeah. if you're struggling. All right, so our next game is away in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. They're also projected to go 9-7, and seven, which... Pisses me off a little bit. I think we should definitely be projected to have a better record than the Steelers. I mean, their quarterback is literally like a caveman right now. He looks homeless. Have you seen He's addicted to porn. Yeah. He just came out this week saying he was addicted to porn and like I think it was alcohol was the other thing. And like he literally looks like he just came out of his house for the first time in like years, which I mean like <laughs> he is in quarantine, but he took quarantine I, way too serious. I don't see any scenario where the Steelers go above five hundred. They could put JT Barrett in, so I mean Bam. if JT Barrett They is, don't even they don't even have him anymore. Oh, they don't? No, yeah. They got Devlin Hodges and Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Lynch. Um, Unless he's on the practice squad, but, you know. Yeah, I saw him on the roster. That's why I said. Yeah, I don't see them going above 500. They're going to have, like, a 7-9, and nine, maybe 6-10. and 10. That might be a little disrespectful season. And, honestly, like I said, their record prediction kind of pissed me off. What about you guys? Game over, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I don't... I, I really don't know how to feel about the Steelers because, obviously, the big hole for them last year, quarterback. And now they get Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> back, who has a better record than any Browns starter has at First Energy Stadium. Obviously, we're playing at Pittsburgh in this game, so that doesn't really mean much. But he's still a really good quarterback in his prime, and he was pretty good before he got injured. Uh, well, he had, like, one game, two games where he didn't do too hot, but the season previous, he was really good. Now, we don't know if that's... Entirely because of Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, but I think James Conner is a pretty good running back, and I think Jalen Samuels and Benny Snell are really good upcoming running backs. I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he needs to learn how to be the number one guy. I saw the Steelers fans hype up Chase Claypool, but uh, honestly, I don't. I think the Steelers will probably probably go under ten and six, but I think they might be around eight and eight, nine and seven. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to start on their defense. I mean, Steelers' defense last year was a top defense, and they have some really good players. T.J. Watt, Joe Hayden, of me. course, top corner, okay. corner, a no. top cornerback okay. in the league. Yeah. I, know, yeah. okay. I know Gabe hates him, but, like, no, you can't deny <laughs> yeah. that he, he was He should not. try and tackle sometimes. I think Minka, <laughs> obviously, was one of the best defenders in the league last year. Devin Bush is going to be good again. Uh, Bud Dupree. Yeah, so really all over their defense, you see good players. But then you get to their offense, and this is one of those offenses that, you know, could go either way. Ben Roethlisberger, I think it really can depend on him. They still have a really good offensive line, uh, but you look at their wide receivers. To be honest, I think Juju just won't be their number one. I think James Washington and Deontay Johnson are going to step up. James Washington is going to be a number one receiver. No, I think more it could be. You think more it's going to be on like a, a plateau? No, but it's gonna pl- yeah, they're going to really not have no you know number one yeah. wide receiver. You know, okay. I think Juju he'd rather play Fortnite. So, yeah, I was going to say uh, that. Yeah, I think Juju is extremely <laughs> I think, overrated. I think this dude kind of <laughs> fell off a little bit. 
So then we get to Chase Claypool, who I think was actually a really good draft pick for them. I watched this dude in college. He was just a walking catch over at small corners. He's really big, and he's about a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. So, <laughs> you know, he's pretty fast, too. So, um, you know, the running backs are also pretty good. So I'm going to say even on this one, 9-7. and seven. I think it's really going to come down to that last game between the Browns and the uh, Steelers for the it, for second nine seven nine seven okay. for uh, the division at the at week seventeen. Okay. Do you have anything to add on that game? Or are no. you good with that take? You know what? I, I'm gonna we we need to keep going. I'm gonna save my my problems with Andrew's statements for for later on. All right. So for the game itself, week six at Steelers. I know that during my prediction on how they would do during this season. I kind of went a little rough on the Steelers, but for my prediction for the game, I actually have us losing 17-14. I kind of see a similar game to the one I predicted for the Colts, where not that much going on. It's going to be a battle in the trenches, pretty like quick moving probably, a lot of running. They're going to be trying to go through James Conner. We're going to be trying to go through Nick Chubb. And overall, I do think we are like, pretty clearly the better team between the two but the Steelers just know how to get results against us I think this will be a close game either way and I have them just edging us at Pittsburgh what about you guys uh for me uh you know the Steelers you know their offense is going to be really shaky to start I think it really could go either way like I said and I think that we will be the better team than them by week six but Going, just going into Pittsburgh, that's a tough environment usually for us. And I really think that their defense will step up huge in this game. And uh, I would say about a 24-20 to 20 game. Sort of, sort of close, but I think we show that we are the better team, but we make some key mistakes that just end up costing us the W. I'll say this. The Steelers have a chance to win every Sunday because of their coach, Mike Tomlin. I, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And he just he knows how to get those guys ready to play, no matter who is out there. The only I think we all agree that the big the big question mark for the Steelers in this game is the offense. I just I don't know what their identity is. With Ben Roethlisberger, they're a really big passing offense, but last year they ran the ball a lot. So I just I they have to figure out what their identity is going into this game. And honestly, I could see this end up being a tie. 17-17. Round two. Yeah. I, I could see this being a tie or either it's going to be like 20, it's gonna be a blood 2017. Gonna be. It's going to be a hard-hitting Let's not game. forget Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah true. Last year. We, got, we have to yeah. take into account Miles Garrett. So there's going to be some flags thrown, obviously. Yeah. People might get kicked out. But it's going to be 17-17-2017. If it's 2017, I'm going to give the edge to the Browns. But I think it's going to be really close, and I think Mike Tomlin and the offensive identity makes all the difference for the Steelers. So even if there are people getting kicked out of the game, that doesn't really matter for the Browns because our Week 7 opponent is the Bengals in Cincinnati. We'll fly through this one. We already talked about what we thought they'd do for the season. I think we all said they'd either hit or go under five wins. I have us winning in Cincinnati 31-17, bouncing back from two low-scoring games, one of which I said we were going to lose. And I think, like the other game against against the Bengals, it'll be an easy win. I think Burrow will be like more into the NFL, more game-ready, more used to the like 
physicality of the NFL. So he'll put up a couple more points on us. We'll score a couple less. But either way, I still think it's going to be dominant. What about you guys? Yeah, uh, I think that Mixon and uh, Burrow will put up a little bit more points than they did last time in Week 2 against us. This time, you know, in Cincinnati. But I really just think that defense is str- is going to struggle and our offense is going to just power through and get us a win. I'd probably say 34 to 24 maybe. Yeah. Um, playing in Cincinnati really doesn't make much of a difference. It's like <laughs> yeah. playing in an empty parking lot. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be 35-21. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a really good game. But he's going to struggle with their offense, with the offensive line. And it's going to be same old story for the Bengals. They're going to put up some points, but the offensive line and defense aren't going to be able to keep up with the teams they're playing. So I think Browns win 35-21. All right, jumping straight into Week 8, we are playing the Raiders at home. The Raiders are projected to go 7-9. and nine. I honestly kind of like what I said with the Redskins. Don't really pay that much attention to what's going on in Oak, or Las Vegas now. And I don't think they're going to be that relevant of a team they're going to be one of those teams who sit around like six seven eight wins don't really make that much noise in the season so for simplicity's sake i'll say they hit seven and nine what about you guys uh for me the raiders they seem to me like a team who won't be a good team from a record standpoint this year uh i think they'll play a lot of teams really close but they just won't have enough to get the job done in the end they, they will have, like, this fire late inside of them just because they are in Vegas now. And, you know, that's going to be good for them maybe from a media standpoint. I don't know. We'll see. And they have Gruden as their coach, and he can always bring the fire. But uh, their team has sort of just been cast aside and said, like, n- there's not much future there. So I think maybe they play a bunch of teams close this year. But I really just don't see their record really exceeding seven wins. So, uh, I'm gonna go with under on this one actually. Um, I think, I think they'll either hit theirs or they'll go slightly under. Um, I really like the pieces they have on defense. I think uh, Max Crosby is really is a really bright player, and I think he's gonna be really good. Um, they got Demarius Randall in the offseason, who if he can return back to that first year in Cleveland form, he's gonna be really helpful for them. They also have Prince of Mukamura, who's and Damon Arnett. I thought Damon Arnett was a little bit of a was a, a big reach for them, but he can be a good solid second corner. He's just not going to be their number one. And Jonathan Abram at the safety position is he's 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 a beast in my opinion. Um, but I think they're going to go a little under. But um, we'll see. All right, for the game itself, I have us winning 24-14. I think it'll be a game similar to the one against the Redskins where we kind of control the whole way, get up early, maintain the lead, easy 10-point win in Cleveland. Should be one that we should all be expecting as a dub, and I think the Browns will like go through with it and get the win. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I like I said... Um... Earlier, I think they'll play a lot of good teams really close this year. So I think throughout the game, it will be a pretty close game. But to me, obviously, we get the home W and pull it off in the end by just about a touchdown. I say 30-23. to I think it's going to be similar to um, a couple games we've had where it's going to be running the ball. Because I just don't see the Raiders with their wide receivers. I thought Henry Ruggs was a reach when they took him. They also have Nelson Aguilar, who's going to drop a lot of balls again because 
That's just what he does. Um, Tyrell Williams was good, but he gets injured some of the times. I don't know if he can be a true number one wide receiver, but he's got the potential. But Josh Jacobs is going to be the guy in this game that Love they, me some Josh they need to lean on if they're going to win this game. But I think the Browns probably take this game 21-10. Uh, I think it's not going to be high scoring. I think Nick Chubb's going to have his way, and they're just going to ride him the entire game. Yeah, so uh, week nine is the bye. I think this is a good point for us to look back on the games that we've had so far and add up our tallies so far heading into like the halfway point of the season. So for me, I have us at six and two heading into week nine, heading into our bye, which is exactly half of what I had us overall, which was 12 and four. Are either of you guys? Uh, I have uh, five and three with uh, losses to Dallas, Baltimore, and the Steelers. So I, I think five and three would just be a good uh, place for us going into that bye week. I either have a six and two or five two and one, depending because I said the Steelers might tie in that game. But I'm pretty confident with the six two. I have uh, if we're gonna lose two games, I think it's Cowboys Ravens and a possible tie with the Steelers, which would make it five two and one. But uh, I'm pretty confident with my predictions so far. Yeah, so we're all pretty much the same through or up until the bye week. I think after the bye week is where we'll see our scores and our predictions for the games themselves become a lot different. So our first game after the bye is against the Texans week 10. Texans are projected to go 9-7. and seven. I think that's spot on, or they'll go 8-8. Eight and eight. I think that's a pretty good product- prediction by ESPN. They'll probably trade their entire roster for pretty much nothing, and Deshaun Watson will just carry them there. I think he's good enough that they'll end up going 9-7 and seven or 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, I really don't see them winning this division. I think Tennessee is just a better team than them, um, especially with the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, we'll really need to see a wide, rece- wide receiver step up here for this team. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson will have sort of a, I guess, breakout as an actual star season, you know, exceed what he's done so far. But uh, I, I think 9-7, and seven, you know, that sounds pretty good for them, to be honest. Um, they still have Larry McTunsil on the offensive line, so he really helps. Darren Fells had a pretty good season last year for being the starting tight end, yeah, definitely. which I was surprised with. But, I mean, we've all said it. Deshaun Watson is the guy here. I think they're going to probably hit either 10-6 and six or 9-7. and seven. It just depends on how much Bill O'Brien will drag them down because, you know, Bill O'Brien stinks at his job in every way possible. Yeah, I have the utmost faith in Deshaun Watson. It's my fantasy quarterback. Dude's a beast. Probably going to carry them to wherever they get. You already know that the reason why they're there is because of Deshaun Watson. For the game itself, I have us winning 28-17. to 17. I think that this will be, uh, like, I mean, that's not that high scoring, but a higher scoring game than the weeks that I projected earlier. Obviously, we have a very good quarterback on the opposite side with a pretty good offensive line in front of him. And then, I mean, the Browns' high-powered offense will be putting up I think 28 points on them, couple Baker touchdowns. Baker will have a big game here, and I think it won't be that much of a shootout, but both teams will score. We'll just be controlling the game the whole way. Uh, for me, so like this three-game home stretch with the buy in there uh, from week 8 to week 11, we play Oakland, Houston, and Philly. For me, this will be really a defining moment for us. Uh, I think it's going to be really tough to get these – three home wins 
in a row for us against two tough teams in Houston and Philly and what I said would play us close in uh, Vegas. Excuse me. Uh, so I really want to say that we'll get three wins here, but I think we're better than these three teams. However, I'm going to go with the loss to Houston at home here. Uh, I'm going to say it's really close, but just uh, a field goal, 27-24. to 24. Um, I'm in agreement with you. I think the Browns are going to lose here. Um, I, I, I know that they're not the greatest offense, David Johnson. I think David Johnson is a good player, but for his contract, it makes him look worse than he actually is. Um, I think this might be a Duke Johnson revenge game. I think he might actually... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> we'll see. I think he might actually torch us in the passing game with Deshaun Watson. Because, I mean, who else is he going to throw to? Brandon Cooks will probably get another concussion and be out for the season. He screwed my fantasy team last year. Screw you, Brandon Cooks. <laughs> um, but I think Deshaun Watson is going to be able to overcome the stupidity of Bill Butchin O'Brien. So I think they'll be... I think, I think he'll play really well. And I don't know if the defense... I, I just don't know if our defense is good enough to stop Deshaun Watson and, and uh, the Texans. Yeah, I think definitely it could come down to the wire. And as much as I hate Did to I say, say it, my score, 31-24. Oh, uh, no, you didn't. As much as I hate to say it, if it's a tie game in the fourth quarter, I'm definitely taking the Texans. Like Deshaun Watson. He's a clutch guy. Yeah, yeah. probably the clutchest player in the NFL. And I'd rather... Breeze. Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees is pretty clutch. All right, the last, the last two yeah, playoffs. The last two him. playoffs would disagree. But I think... <laughs> that's not his that's fault. Not, I mean, okay. Not it's, not, fault. it's not his fault, but still getting knocked out early. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we can argue about Drew Brees for hours on end. So I think if it comes down to the wire, Texans are taking it. But I personally think we'll be leading this game from the start. Next game, this is probably one that I think we'll disagree on is week 11 versus the Eagles. They're projected to go 10 and 6. I think they're going to go 9 and 7 more likely. And like if what's probably going to happen happens in Carson Wentz like tearing something in week 1, they'll probably end up going under 500 with Jalen Hurts, but we'll just have to see how they do. Even if Carson Wentz is there the whole season, I think they peak at 9 and 7. Uh for me, the Eagles this year I think they'll be really close with the Cowboys. You know, uh, they are projected about the same record, if I'm correct. Uh, so I, I think they're going to go under. I'm going to say about 9-7, and seven, possibly even an 8-8 eight and eight here. Uh, I just... I just see Carson Wentz getting injured again, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yes, you know, same. <laughs> maybe Jalen Hurts can step in and be something, but I mean... We we've seen this Eagles team under an underachieving uh, defense, and their offense has had their own struggles. So I think Dallas turns it around this year, and the Eagles do not. I think the Eagles' addition of Darius Slay really helps them. I think their defense is going to be pretty solid this year. Um, I was confident that they were going to be a pretty good team this year, but I think Brandon Brooks going out uh, with. Uh, I forget his injury, but it's a very serious injury. He's out for the season. Um, I think that's a huge blow to them. I know they have a solid offensive line still, but I th- they were really depending on him being uh, a, a franchise cornerstone there. Um, Carson Wentz, you always have injury concerns with him. You don't know if he's going to make it through the entire season, but when he plays, 
He's a he's average to above average quarterback. Oh, um, I'd, I'd say he's better than that. No, yeah, I think he's like a he's, top no, yeah, five yeah. to ten quarterback when he plays. Last last year it was there were some struggles, but like we all remember that season where he basically had MVP on lock, yeah. and then he tore his ACL. Yeah. But I think their wide receivers, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, a little injury prone with Deshaun Jackson and Alshon yeah. Jeffrey. We just need to see if he can bounce back from last year, and I think. Zach Ertz will have a bounce back with da- Dallas Goddard and Jalen Rieger is honestly yeah. going to be the biggest bust in the draft. <laughs> Jalen Rieger, I think Rieger, yeah, Rieger. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to go. What they what? What was their prediction? Ten, 10 and six. six, eight and eight or nine and seven from there. Yeah, yeah. So we're all in agreement on the Eagles overall. We'll see if we're in agreement on the game. I have us losing twenty four twenty one in Cleveland in this one. I think I might have the reverse of what you guys did. I think we will lose one of the Texans or Eagles games. I don't see us going on a home stretch of three games and winning all three. I mean, it's kind of a brown like it would be very unlike us to just go three and zero at home and pick up that many wins off the bounce, especially since we play the Bengals before that, which is another win. That would be a month and a half without a loss. I don't see the Browns doing that. I think this is the one that we lose in a close game, twenty four twenty one. Uh, for me, I think it will be somewhat close, but I mean, also depending on, you know, will Carson Wentz get injured before, uh, you know, after this game? I mean, really, it's just a matter of when <laughs> looking at him, but, uh, with Miles Garrett on the field, I, I, it might you know, be during, I, yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be. You might but, rip two helmets off and <laughs> smash him over the head. So I think with Carson Wentz on the field, I'd say it's a close game. You know, probably like a 27-24, like pretty, really close. But I see us pulling that out in, in a win. With Jalen Hurts on the field, however, uh, it's a blowout. Easy Eagles yeah. win. Easy, yeah. <laughs> no, easy, um, easy Browns win. Yeah, we're on a grace here. If Carson Wentz plays, that really puts everything into question. If he doesn't, we're pretty confident that Browns will take it. But if I think Carson Wentz is going to stay healthy. I think he's going to get injured later in the season if he does get injured. Hopefully he doesn't because... I really like it, but I think he's going to be, you know, the Browns could have drafted him. They chose not to. He already played He, he already played against the Browns once, and he did really well, and I think he's going to do it again uh, with our with Miles Sanders in the backfield, who I think is going to have a really good season. He had a really good rookie season. I think he's going to take another step forward, and I think we're probably going to lose this game 27-20. to 20. Yeah. All they, right. Uh, at their running position, uh, running back position, they do have four young and somewhat promising. Boston Scott back. showed some things yeah. later in the season. And they season. just drafted Elijah Hollyfield too. So yeah. you know, they they could step up this season. Obviously and they still have Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, yeah, Javon Hargrave, like they're stacked on the defensive line. Yeah, they're a dangerous team, but like we've said over and over again, all depends on when Carson Wentz breaks down, when he gets hurt. It's before this Let, game. Okay, let's just say if he breaks up. Let's not, uh, say, let's not be cool. It's at this point, it's a matter it's of when. <laughs> Honestly, I could very, very well see it happening in this game. Miles uh, Garrett hit, not. take him down. I don't want it to happen, but... I'm not wishing him to get injured. But, I think okay, he might make be that injured. clear. Yeah, but Carson Wentz is very injury prone, and that, like the past couple years, will decide how their season goes. The Browns' defense, if, if they grow that young defense, they have a shot. To beat this team, but if they're still struggling and still taking baby steps forward, I think the Eagles probably take it. Yeah. So the next week, week 12, 
I think we should speed through this one. It's at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's projected to go four and twelve. I honestly don't really care what happens in Jacksonville. Their team. <laughs> I think, I, their think I might be the only one who cares. Their te- yeah, I think their team's gonna be pretty irrelevant no matter what happens this year. <laughs> Gardner Mitchell, baby. Like yeah. they get six wins, no one cares. They get two wins, no one really cares. So I'm just gonna it's say a sad that, state of affairs. In Jacksonville. <laughs> I think they're. I'm. I'm gonna say they're just gonna hit it and go four and twelve. Yeah, I mean, really, if we do see fans this year, it's really just. They're only going there for the pool in Jacksonville. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's just a day at the water park in Jacksonville. It's, it's like the Marlins. So, yeah, I mean, unless you want to see the, you know, the stash in Minshew, there's nothing really going on in Jacksonville. So, uh, okay, uh, I can really just see them going even here. <laughs> okay, I'm tired of all these Jacksonville Jaguars haters, man. I'm a. If anyone doesn't know, my second favorite team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just liked their jersey colors when I was young. So. But now I'm a I'm a, a sort of fan of them. Um, DJ Shark, I think. Goat. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. I think he's going to be a number one receiver, and I think they're going to go over their four and twelve mark. Josh Allen, beast. Uh, we'll see what they get. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> what? I just heard Josh Allen, beast. Yeah, I would not make that kind of comparison, but Josh Allen, the defense. The defensive. Oh, player. the defensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. You gotta, I don't okay. know. What? Say, well, My mind no. goes straight to the quarterback. Okay. Uh, they, but they I did make. Say, he's not on the. Chair. <laughs> they do have Joe Schobert, who's one of the most oh, overrated yeah. linebackers in terms of his pay. Yeah, hey, don't so, disrespect. So I think they'll probably win six games, six and ten, but uh, I think they'll be ahead of four and twelve. Yeah, I mean, either way, it doesn't really mean yeah. anything for the I mean, NFL. Yeah, you know, I mean, Schobert will probably lead the NFL in tackles if he stays injured. Yeah, because he won't just lets people yeah. catch the ball. I mean, in the yeah, middle of the field. he'll he'll lead the league just because there's no one else on this tackles. Defense, yeah. <laughs> so for the game itself, I think we can fly through this too. Yeah. I have us winning twenty-seven ten. Yeah, it'll be something like that. You know, probably winning by fifteen plus. So twenty-four ten. All right, on to the next one. Don't need much talk about Jacksonville. Man. The next game is, I think, at home? No, No, it's it's away at Tennessee. Titans are projected to go 10-6. They're one of those teams that grind through the game. They're going to play solely off the run, just try to beat you in the trenches. I think 10-6 is pretty good for them. I see them winning that division. Yeah, same here. I really do see the Titans winning this division this year, especially with Houston losing DeAndre Hopkins and just kind of leaving Deshaun Watson with nothing. Uh, and the Colts just kind of being, I don't know, mediocre to me. Um, Derrick Henry is really going to – I think he's going to have a great season this year. Uh, we saw him in the postseason, what he did. You know, if they, if they uh, won the Super Bowl, which was very possible – uh, he would have won the MVP there. But, easily. Uh, probably easily. Would have yeah. been probably the most yeah. like simple MVP to pick. Like, po- yeah, possibly after that postseason performance, you could make an argument for him being the best running back in the league. Not named I don't Christian agree. McCaffrey. <laughs> no, I, even then, just on the ground. Yeah, yeah. on the ground, potentially. Yeah, but it's arguable. And uh, their defense is also pretty, pretty damn good. Um, so I could see... And even possibly even an over on this one, yeah. maybe eleven wins. I could see even over with this. Mike Vrabel is a great coach. Derek Henry, you guys yeah. have already yeah. said he's a beast. I really like the pairing of AJ Brown and Corey Davis at their wide receiver position. And we also got to give a shout out to former Browns great Greg Joseph. Fair. Obviously, everyone knows him from that great kick against Baltimore. Greg the leg. Greg the leg. I should have probably kept him, but 
you know, now we got Austin Seibert hope. So <laughs> we're, yeah. we're pretty good there. I think they're going to go probably 10-6, and 11-5, and I agree with you guys. They're going to win that division. Yeah, for the game, I think I've predicted a game kind of like this at least two times already. I see this being a game like the Colts Week 5 where games played on the ground going to be flying through the game pretty quickly, going to be run play after run play. Titans are going to just grind us down. And unfortunately, I have the Titans winning 21-14. I think Nick Chubb, yards-wise, will probably have a better game than Derrick Henry. I personally think he's a better running back. It's just the last like five games of the season last year, Derrick Henry dominated, and Nick Chubb couldn't get the ball in his hands because of Freddie Kitchens. So I think Chubb will have a better game, but I think the Titans will come out on top. This is such an intriguing matchup with the two running backs. It's going to be such a great game to watch with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Um, I agree with you. I think the Browns are probably going to lose this game. Uh, I think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be a run-heavy game. Because there's no way the Titans are going to pass the ball, really. Unless yeah. Tannehill and A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown and all of them keep progressing together. Yeah, Tannehill um, will put up his 80 yards and then just hand it off. Yeah. The rest I think of it's going to be 24-17 Titans. Um, we'll see. I want to see. I also want to see how the Titans do without Jack Conklin. Because we took him from there. I want to see who fills that hole and who steps up for them. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I, I'd say this is going to be one of those games where it's just who comes out the starting gate hot and who gets that early lead. Um, Cause both these teams are just really grinding it out on the run game. You know, you look at the postseason with the Titans last year in the games that they won, they got out early ahead and really it was just hand the ball off every single down for them to Derrick Henry and just let him chew the clock and get the W. So, I mean, I could really see this going either way, but to be honest, at Tennessee, I'm just going to go with them winning this game in a close one, probably like a 27 to 21 maybe. Yeah, so off the bye week, I have them losing three out of their next four games, and I think this is going to be the point in my prediction that where the uh, media, the national media goes, oh, it's the same old Browns, yeah. and they're going to choke away the season, and Stephen A. Smith is, you know, I love Stephen A. Smith, but he's going to start hating on the Browns. They're going to say, we need to get rid of Baker Mayfield. Especially since our next game is against the Ravens. So a lot of the media will be like, oh, they're losing that next game. Yeah. I, I actually was about to say something very similar to what Gabe just brought up. Yeah. I think this Same. is a big point for us. All three of us. Like, I've already predicted all of my losses for the season at this point. You guys have predicted, I think, five and six losses already. Yeah, so at this point, we this would be where... The Browns have to turn it around. We're heading into probably if, as the season is supposed to go, the way it is, if it does go that way, this would be the biggest game of the season at home against the Ravens. Week 14, you could say week 17 against the Steelers is maybe bigger. It's going to depend on what's happening with our team at that point. I think this is going to be a huge game for us. Obviously, we already talked about the Ravens. We all think they're going under. Overrated. They have a running back at quarterback. I think we're going to pull this game nice. out, go twenty, win 24-17. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a pretty underwhelming game, just like he did week uh, when we dominated the Ravens in Baltimore last year. And overall, I think this will be a big win for the Browns. It'll set us up for the three wins that I predicted to come after this. And I think it'll be probably a, like, 
a big game for Baker, and this will be a statement game for Baker, hopefully, where he comes out as an actual starting-level quarterback, above-average quarterback, someone who can lead us for years to come. Yeah, I agree with you. Baker Mayfield always usually plays well against the Ravens. He had the one game where he didn't do so hot. But I think he always usually plays well against the Ravens. Yeah, his rookie year, uh, his rookie season, only three times the Ravens gave up more than, I think it was 300 passing yards. Two of them were Baker, and and then the other one was Patrick Mahomes. So Baker loves to just dominate the Ravens. I think this is going to be a lot like the one game from a year ago where we dominated. I think it's going to be 35-24 Browns. Like to Um, hear it? What I like to hear. It. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna beat the brakes off them, and we're gonna cement ourselves as one of the top contenders in the AFC. Um, I I know uh, they have a great running game, but I think by that time, hopefully, our linebackers and Taki Taki and Mac Wilson and BJ Goodson have all, you know, meshed together, and the defense has come as a whole, and now we can actually plug those gaps. I was just, that's what I was not confident with at the beginning of the season. Yeah, for me, this is going to be probably the biggest game of the year. I mean, once, uh, you know, like Nate said, possibly the Steelers at the end of the year. But uh, this is going to be, what is it, Sunday night football primetime. Just if there are fans there, I'll try and be there. So, uh, you know, because this could be a statement for the future of the Browns. Baker Mayfield, if he, I really think he will show up in this game, like they said, and I think Lamar may have a good game, but I think we just tear apart their defense. Excuse me. Uh, but I'd say we score about like thirty-four points or so, and maybe like a thirty-four t- uh, to thirty game, something like that. I say we win this one. I'm also setting out the. This is gonna be Odell's best game as a Brown. Yeah, gonna be uh, yeah I really game. think that you look at the uh, Ravens defense on paper and the secondary, you know, on paper, Humphreys. it may look like they I have... I think Marcus Peters is going to take a step I mean, back. Yeah, on, on, on paper, they look to have the best secondary in the league. But to me, I really just don't believe that. I think Marlon Humphrey, a lot of Ravens fans hype him up to be one of the best corners in the league. I really just don't see it yet. Uh, Marcus Peters really hasn't been good since Kansas City. Earl Thomas didn't look, you know, he's still a really great player, but he didn't look, you know, like Seahawks Earl Thomas I mean, he did a great job tackling Derrick Henry like he said he was going to do. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and they have some good uh, draft acquisitions, but I I just think we will show up in this game when we we just need to most. Speaking of the acquisition, Patrick Queen... Patrick Queen was Out of, a great acquisition yeah, that was a great pick at linebacker. For for that was a great pick for him. Yeah, I think kind of going off the thing about Odell, at this point, if Odell is going to work in Cleveland, we will have found out at this point. I think that the Baker-Odell connection is going to be good, and I think that is what is going to carry us into the playoffs next year, especially considering our next two games on the schedule, which I think we should get into, are both in New York City. And this is the part of the schedule that pissed me off. I go to college in New York. I was really excited that we had two away games in New York. And both of them got scheduled over my winter break. So I can't go to either. I was planning on going to both. But with that out of the way, we start with the Giants in week 15. They're projected to go 6-10. and 10. I think they'll either underperform or hit that. Don't think we need to talk about it that much. What do you guys think? Yeah, the Giants, uh, I think Daniel Jones doesn't do much this year. 
you know, I already think Haskins is better than him and was a better draft pick, but I think Haskins will put himself above clearly Daniel Jones this year. Saquon, he's overrated as hell. You know, he's he's just not even a top five running back at this point. Uh, he really just doesn't have the vision. His their defense is just crap. Okay. Uh, their offensive line, they just got a new draft pick at offensive line, but really they just do Andrew not Thomas. have, yeah, Andrew Thomas, who, you know, could, who could turn out well, but they really don't have much else. Yeah. Uh, I could really see them, you know, being that worst team in the league Oof. and I, I'm going under on this one. Uh, I don't. I think I'm going to go under. I think they're going to be around, what what was there, 6 and, six 10? and 10? I think it'll be around 4 and 12, actually. I think that's fair. Um, I think, you know, I think their offensive line's going to be better. I think Kevin Zeitler, obviously, been a, a good addition for them. And I can't wait to see what Odell Beckham does, Odell Beckham Jr. does against the Giants in New York. I can't wait for this game, really. Um, Especially considering what he did against the Jets in New York last year. He had that sick one-handed yep, catch. Yep. I think he's going to be pissed. I really like the addition for the Giants. I'll speak on the I really like their addition of Blake Martinez. I wanted the Browns to go after him. Um, but they're gonna yeah, go- okay. <laughs> sure, man. Blake Martinez. Yeah, I think right. he's a, I think he's a, right. sol- he's a solid linebacker, man. He played pretty well with the yeah, Packers. What, so I think- what a starter for the Giants defense. He's going to be the Blake difference Martinez. in this game. I never said it was a star. <laughs> I just like the signing, okay? All right, well, you're calling him their best defender, so. What? I mean, really, he is their best defender. Yeah, what else? But he's not even have? that good, so. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever, guys. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> For the game, we'll go right into the game. Ivis winning 27-14. Easy win. Their team sucks. We should dominate them. Yeah. I'm going to go with Nate here. Around the same score. Easy W. 27-3. Daniel Jones is going to fumble the ball like three times. <laughs> you can't hold on to it. Miles Garrett probably forced like six fumbles in the yep. game. Two crushed heads. Solidify his defensive player of the year. Uh, so I guess we can just go straight into the next game. Jets, they're projected to have one more win compared to their fellow New York City team. They're projected to be at 7-9. and nine. Honestly, I think the Jets can hit 7-9. and nine. I think from a neutral perspective, that's a little bit of an aggressive bet. I think most people would expect them to be around six wins. I think seven and nine is good for them. Sam Darnold looks like he's going to be a good quarterback. I think they actually had a winning record last year when Sam Darnold played after, you know, he made out with some random New Jersey (laughs) chick and got mono. But I think they'll probably hit seven and nine and they might be threatening to some big teams. They might be one of those teams that can just be like average on the season, but go in in a big game and just upset somebody. Yeah, for the Jets this year, uh, you know their offensive line is still going to be trash, even with Miki Becton, who should be a good left tackle. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is probably going to struggle again, uh, and it may not even just be him. It could just be their offensive line just being terrible. Sam Darnold, he shows flashes of being good occasionally, but, I mean, if you watch that game against the Patriots, that dude was just, he was seeing ghosts out there, as he says, you know. Uh, So their offense, I I just don't see being that good. And then on defense, I mean, we talked about Jamal Adams last uh, podcast. You know, he wants to be traded to a contender. And if he does, this defense is just probably going to get killed on the passing game. Uh, really, the only 
I'd say good secondary player they have is Pierre Desir, and let's be honest, he's not that good. Uh, the run, their running defense could be okay, but they're just gonna get crushed. I'm going under on this one. I'm going under seven and nine. Um, unlike Colin Coward, I think Sam Darnold is below average, a below average quarterback. Uh, there's nothing relevant about him except for his big ass forehead. Um, uh, besides that, I CJ, I can't wait to see CJ Mosley play. Yeah, that I is the Browns to sign yeah, him. That is one thing they do have going for them. Uh. Quinnen Williams, the guy they drafted, yep. didn't play that much last year. Neither did C.J. <laughs> Mosley. So they do have some new, like, not yep. actually new, but what seems like or what yep. will, like, be like new signings. What you guys did mention is their, their wide receiver core. I mean, yep. Rashad Perriman, Jamison yep. Crowder, Josh Doxson, Braxton Berrios. They have Denzel a bunch Mims. of third Denzel wide Mims. receivers. Denzel I mean, Mims. Denzel Mims could turn up to be a good wide receiver. I think he will, but his first year, it's his first I don't year. see him having a Terry McLaurin year, you know? Nah. Like a rookie. They got a good rookie. <laughs> yeah, so let's go straight into the game. We've probably talked as much about the Jets in the past two episodes as we will yeah, we for the we next year. Yeah, we were going to talk about them. <laughs> so let's I jump straight the into the game. Jets are kind of oh, an also, annoying Adam, team. Adam Gase and his crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so... In this game, honestly, I hate to say it. I mean, I for starters, I was winning twenty-one to ten. But regardless of that, I hate to say it. This is a game that I one hundred percent could see the Browns just choking and losing, and this being the game that prevents us from making the playoffs. Like it's the in, Browns. Yeah, this just seems like a Browns game to lose. Like I know I predicted yeah. us to go twelve and four. I mean, it's- I know I predicted us to win this game. Alternate universe, I could see this being like uh, even They're, heading into this game, having to win the last two and choking. It could in, be like the, the game last year where we needed to win that Steelers game yeah. and then they just came out flat. Yeah. Or well, even like the the Broncos game last year, where it was just like yeah. we were already down and we started to make some headway. We beat Tennessee and it was like okay, maybe things are starting to turn around, yeah. and then we just fall flat on our face in in Denver. But uh, for me. This game, I see it being an easy win. I mean, I do not see the Jets, especially without Jamal Adams, if he gets traded. Or we're talking even, about Steelers. No, we're no, talking about the talking Jets about game. Jets. No. And if they do, oh, yeah. and if they do uh, you know, keep Jamal Adams, I could even see him just sitting out and just not even wanting to play for this trash team. Yeah. So I think it's an easy win. I think what Nate said is possible for them. Just because, I mean, they're they're really pissed off that we beat them the last two years. I mean, that was our first win in, you know, 30 games or whatever it was. Yeah, true. They ended the streak. Yeah, they ended the streak. And then we came out last year with Odell, and he had his fire game, and we beat them in New York. So, I mean, they could be pissed off and end up beating us here if Sam Darnold just makes a huge step forward. But... I just don't see it happening. I'm going to go with, like, 24-13. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for not paying attention to the Jets. I mean, they're the Jets, so you can't yeah. blame me too much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't know what you want me Like, there's nothing else to say. I agree with these guys. They're going to lose big. Um, Jets are going to lose, right? Jets are going to lose big. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, no way the Browns lose this oh, game. One more thing was on Quinnen Williams. I mean, he has, like, a – he had a gun charge, and he's got a court date coming up. <laughs> so, and the Jets – they said that they're expecting him to make a huge leap forward this year. 
But I mean, if you have a gun charge after your rookie season, <laughs> yeah, huge leap into it prison. could be, yeah, could not be, you know, good for him. I really want to see Quinn and Williams succeed. That Bless dude is you. he. Yeah, he's honestly the funniest media presence I've ever seen. Whether it's saying "bless you" to himself or describing practicing in the NFL as playing Madden, but you're in Madden. Okay, he's one I, of the funniest guys. We need to guys. get off the Jets. Okay, I'm done. I'm sick and tired well, you know, of talking there's about Greg the Jets. Williams. I don't, the old I don't care. He could I'm be sick and tired off. of talking about the New York Jets. Yeah, so we trash. Off that we, you know, they we are trash. Freddie Kitchens instead they of are him trash. coach. You know. They're trash. They're dumb. Yeah, we fire. could see some bounties going in that game. Yeah. But we'll jump into week 17 at, at home against the Steelers. Oh. At this point, I have us at 11-4. and four. So, And I also said that I think the Ravens are going to win nine games. So technically, for my prediction, this game doesn't mean anything. In my prediction, we aren't even... I mean, depending on how like the Chiefs do, we might not even be starting our starters in this game. But... I'm going to assume that we're playing all out. I'm going to assume that something's on the line. Maybe the number one overall seed or the two seed. And I have us winning 21-14. I think this will be kind of a boring game to watch. Kind of like a grinded out game where everyone's just getting penalties all over the place. Miles Garrett's bashing some heads, bullying the offensive line of the Steelers. I think we're going to pull away. I don't think they're that good. At this point, Ben Roethlisberger is probably in a homeless shelter. We'll see how they do. But I see this as an easy win. Yeah, this really could be like that defining game for the Browns' future and this season. Uh, I know, according to my predictions, it. Uh, I said the Steelers were going to go even at you know nine and uh, seven, but. Uh, Right now, like right now in the schedule, I would have the Browns ahead of them by a game. So I mean, for me, I think this game could really just mean everything, and we just have to put everything out on the field. And I think our defense really does step up here and just crush that offense. I only see them putting up maybe like ten points, maybe thirteen, and then I think we do just enough on offense with maybe like 17 points, maybe 20, something like that, to get the job done and win and get us into that playoff position. Yeah, honestly, this game could very well and probably most likely will be deciding a playoff spot. Assuming neither of us are on track to win the division, this could be deciding a wild card spot, especially consider- considering the Ravens are ending their season with the Bengals, which like we already know heading into this game that that game's a win for them. I, I don't see either the Steelers or the Browns sweeping each other this season. I think it's going to go one and one. So I Same. said either I said our first game is either going to be tie or Browns win. So I think this game will probably be a loss from the Browns. Um, I just. I, I think their defense, Mike Tomlin, especially in the last game of the year, he's going to get his guys up to play. And I know it's a rivalry, but we expected the Browns to come out last year with everything on the line and play out, but they didn't. And I know it's new coaching, but I'll believe it when I see it. I think they're going to lose this. I think it's going to be a close game again. I think maybe 24-21. I think both of the games this year between the Steelers and Browns, hard-hitting, close game. It's going to be AFC North football. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing about this game is. Yeah. The good thing about this game is it is in Cleveland. At this point of the season, we can probably expect it to be closer to normal 
within like the yeah. stadiums and coronavirus stuff. So Dog Pound might be in action in this game, might be getting in the Steelers' heads. Maybe Mason Rudolph is starting. He's going to be scared out of his if mind. If Ben Roethlisberger is starting, I, I, I have a little bit more doubt in the Browns because he just balls out in first energy stadium. Yeah. Ben does love getting on the nerves of Browns fans. But I have faith. I think that Clevelanders are going to rally around the team for this game. Hopefully I'll be in the stadium with you guys. And I think we'll pull out the win. And obviously, off of all of our predictions, we all have us in the playoffs. I think that's going to happen no matter what. So we'll see how the Browns season plays out. But those are our predictions. Just to remind you all, I have us at 12-4. and four. I have us at uh, 11 and 5. I have us at 10 and 6. Either way, no matter which one of us is right, if any of us are, remember you guys all said 10 and 6 as well. We're going to make the playoffs. So I think that's a good place for us to wrap up the podcast for today. This one is probably going to be one of our longest episodes, but I think you, I hope you guys like it. We did go in-depth on each of the teams, each of the games. I think this might be one of our more interesting ones. We did have a lot of different things going around, and I think it was a good discussion overall. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, it's at MadDogPod on both. And make sure you uh, comment on our posts on Instagram or on our tweets on Twitter. And just kind of follow what we're giving you. Don't forget to rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, share it with a couple friends that you think might be interested. Also, look out for the podcast on Spotify. Yeah. Also, you can be giving us feedback on anything we say. We're here for criticism, constructive criticism. We want to make this podcast as good as it can be for all of you. So it's as good of content as we can possibly make. So tell us things that we do wrong, things we can do better. Destroy us if you want. Make fun of our takes. Make fun of stupid things we said, like Gabe calling out Sam Darnold's forehead or me saying a bunch of teams are irrelevant over and over again. Don't be scared to like reach out to us to say whatever you want on any of our media platforms. With that, I think it's just time to wrap it up. Thank you all for listening, and remember to subscribe to Mad Dog Pod.